What's up, everybody? Nez back. East Society Podcast. 31 Days of Horror continues. Um, I got a guest tonight. She is officially a part of the East Society now. Yay! Once, once you come on the show, that's um, all the listeners. You guys are as well. But um, if you listen to, I guess it was the last Magnez podcast I did, uh, Julie came on. And uh, we talked about this and that with the whole educational system and everything that she is a part of. But Julie, welcome to the E-Society. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Nez. I'm so excited. I love your 31 Days of Horror. I've been listening. I'm taking notes of what to watch next, some things I had already seen. So I really enjoy your take and your guests. And I was just like, man, I I need to to get on there. So (laughs) thank you for having me. All right. Well, this was... um, your pick. Yes. And tonight we are coming at you guys with the 1976 horror mystery supernatural drama Burnt Offerings. It all began as a summer vacation. A young family found a beautiful old house. They thought it was the answer to their dreams. $900 and then, and then it's all out. But it was the beginning of a nightmare. Offerings, starring Karen Black. Are you actually trying to tell me that this house is responsible? Oliver Reed. This house is destroying us. Betty Davis. This house is getting so cold. Burgess Meredith. So you are the people who want to rent this house. Eileen Heckert. God, when it comes alive, tell a brother. Yes, right. this is one of my faves. So I grew up watching this and um, my dad grew up in Oakland. So his adopted mom had this big Victorian in the fruit veil. And it always reminded me of the house of the Dunsmuir house. So I think I kind of in my little young mind thought that all of these houses were, were really creepy. And, and this movie did not help. So, um, you know, kind of just stuck with me all these years. When was the first time you seen this film? I probably saw it as a kid. Um, for sure, I saw it as a kid because I remember thinking, as I've always thought as a kid and then later as an adult, why were my parents letting me watch something like, like this? But yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid and it really just kind of haunted me over the years. The first time I had seen this film, I saw the ending. Mm. That was, I didn't know anything. I didn't even know what the movie was called. I just kind of my parents and my aunt were watching it. I walked into the to the living room and <laughs> saw the very ending and just turned around and walked out of the room. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I didn't ask what it was. I didn't want to know what it was right? <laughs> uh, until much, much later when I was older. Um, I remember looking at uh, there was a bookstore right at, at the corner of my house on um, East, East 19th and Park Boulevard. The bookstore is not there anymore. But I used to go in there, 
look at all kinds of books. There was a lot of good horror books with pictures in it. I would look at, and the picture of, of the ending was in this. And I was oh, like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I started reading it, and this is when I first found out about the title of the film. So I was like, well, all right, eventually. I will get to it. And then uh, late one night, I believe it was Creature Features, yeah. it came on. <laughs> so I told my brother, let's let's watch this. And uh, he ended up falling asleep, but I sat through the whole thing. And I remember being really scared. Not really understanding what was happening in this film. So much, much years later, uh, when I started uh, seeing my wife, she had also talked about this. Wow. And she was like, same thing. She walked in the very end. <laughs> and, and she was scared. Wow. Uh, we just watched this um, the last night because uh, I told her what we were doing. And she goes, well, I want to watch it. I haven't seen that in a while. So <laughs> we both sat in there scared watching it. And right. this movie still is creepy. Um, there's a lot uh, really to take in with the with the backstory of it all. But um, once it's uh, said and done, I thought the acting was really good. Uh, this was directed by Dan Curtis. Mm -hmm. And this stars the great uh, Karen Black, the legendary Betty Davis, yes. uh, um, Oliver Reed. Uh, he is also a legend, as well as the legend Mickey from the Rocky film, yes. Burgess Meredith. I know it. Uh, A.K.A. The, the real penguin. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> we, we got Dub Taylor. I always like it when he pops up and stuff. Uh, Eileen Heckart and the young gentleman. He played the son, Lee Montgomery. Uh, then there's another guy in it. He's just a chauffeur. He's one of those guys that's like pops up. He's always the bad guy in every film. Right. Uh, he was the chauffeur in this. Uh, and this the actor's name is Anthony James. He's an all-star. He, he's been... A lot of good movies I've seen him in. <laughs> Blue Thunder, he was the bad guy. Uh, he was the, he was also the bad guy with Betty Davis in uh, Walt Disney's uh, Return to Witch Mountain. If you guys haven't seen that film, nice. Um, but this this film was awesome. Let me read a synopsis before we dive into it. Sure. All right, Ben and Marion can't believe how cheap the rent is for their giant Victorian summer home. Over time, however, they begin to sense that there's something particular peculiar about the place. Marion becomes strangely obsessed with the housekeeping. Ben finds himself prone to unusual bursts of anger and his vicious aunt Elizabeth uh, becomes withdrawn and mysteriously dies. Spoiler alert. As a couple <laughs> tries to adjust, they wonder if the house itself could be responsible. All right. That was Google. Uh, IMDb with a quick one sentence. The family moves into a large mansion and the countryside in what seems to have a mysterious and sinister power over its new residents. Again, this is directed by Dan Curtis. And um, I love reading uh, these old school posters because today's movies, they usually don't have big, huge paragraphs on the posters anymore right. about it. But as uh, when we were growing up, going to the movies, I just loved looking at uh, old, uh, that were new to us at the time, but the posters uh, out in the front or in the lobby, uh, burnt offerings up in the ancient stairs. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Up in the ancient stairs, down the twisted corridor behind the locked door, something lives, something strange, something evil, something from which no one has ever returned. Uh, burnt offerings, but um, yeah, this. 
This film, it's it's really good. It, it is a slow burn. I wouldn't yeah. say uh, go in it for just gory and blood and all that. There, this isn't. It's only PG. But at this time, the PG films, especially <laughs> during the seventies, they they really like to push the envelope with oh, some they of this stuff. Did. But um, what I the I remember, like I said, the first time I saw this film, I just. I took it for what it was, and I didn't get it. I was kind of like, well, all right, these people are in this house, and they start to go crazy, and then all heck breaks loose. But So I was like, all right. Again, when I, when I got older, I watched it, and then each time I had seen this film, I slowly started to piece more and more together. And even last night after we watched it, uh, my wife had some questions, and then I was like, you know what? This is what how I took it. <laughs> the, house, the house was... Um, it was a house that was would feed off of the the sadness and the stressful stuff of the the occupants. Like like this family, they moved into it for the summer. They were going to be there for three months, and uh, the rent was only nine hundred dollars. That's <laughs> which is crazy. It, From yeah. July first to Labor Day, they said. I'm like well, nine hundred dollars for oh, a man. huge huge <laughs> house. This was this was all filmed in my hometown in Oakland, yes. California. Um, it's weird though. If you guys never been to the, is it the Dunsmere? It is Dunsmere. Yes, it is. Have you ever been there? You know, if I, if I have, it's been a very, very long time. So I was telling my husband, I watched it with him. I said, now I got to go to the Dunsmere house and take a picture out there to go with, (laughs) go with this, uh, you know, with our conversation. So no, I haven't been out there in a minute. I know they do like the Gatsby party or they did pre pandemic, like the Gatsby parties and Christmas, you know, gatherings, but I haven't been out there probably since I was small. Um, I don't think I've ever been there. I know where it is. Uh, it didn't really come to my attention until after I'd seen uh, also a 70s film, Phantasm. Mm. Um, that was a film that I grew up loving. Uh, Mike, he was the one. He goes, did you know, did you know this was filmed in Oakland? And I was like, what? <laughs> and <laughs> just the house, the outside of the house, not yeah. not the inside and, mm-hmm. and everything else that went on in this movie. But from uh, doing my research, Burnt Offerings, this was the first time yes. that uh, a movie was filmed at the Dinsmere Mansion, uh, which I did not know. So I thought that was really cool. Usually uh, I remember Phantasm and the James, the very vast, very last Roger Moore, James Bond film, A View to a Kill. That was also filmed. Uh, there as well. No kidding. No yeah, kidding. so it was just quick little scenes in it. There wasn't a lot, but this one they used the whole house, mm-hmm. uh, outside, backyard, everything, pool house, everything. And I, I did not know that. I was watching a video of somebody doing a tour through it, and they they showed the pool. They they showed the inside That's of the house. Cool. It's really really fixed up now because it's been out there for who knows how long, way before us, but. Um, I, what I loved about this film is obviously they had to get the permission to. Sorry about the banging, grandkids. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, what they what they did is they made it look rundown. They threw weeds on it. There's close up scenes of the the wood in the house is all cracked up. Everything looks like it's just ready to be demolished. But then this family moves in for the summer. Uh, other than they were just wondering, like, why is it so cheap to rent for three months? Yeah. Excuse me. 
And I was kind of like, wow, that was a good deal. And $900 is a lot to us, but to rent a house, a big mansion for three right. months for $900, that's, that's like a steal. But then we figure out why it's a steal because <laughs> it's a lot more uh, to this. But um, when you first saw this, did you get what was happening? I didn't really like I I knew like for example you know when they first get there the the brother and sister Roz and Arnold you know they're really eager to turn this place over and they even go so far as saying oh and the our mom comes with the house and and she's 90 and she stays in her room so even as a kid you're like so you're going to just drive off and leave like your 90 year old grand you know mom up in the up in the you know the upstairs room and just drive and they literally just like disappear right like they're gone they leave a note I think in the keys um, and so I knew that there was something not right. Like they seemed too anxious to kind of get things going. And, um, yeah, so the $900 at the, you know, when you're a kid, you have no idea what that means, but you look at this big, huge house for three people and you're like, what are they going to do with this big, huge house? And things start going, things are weird pretty much from the get go, right? Like with the, with everything being dead, um, all those weird photos of the house. I didn't get a lot of what was going on with Karen Black's character and Oliver Reed's character, you know, in their marriage. But obviously, you know, the, the things that started happening with the kid almost drowning and then Betty Davis's character getting super sick, you know, that, that was creepy. So I knew it was kind of like a haunted house. I just didn't really know who was behind it. You know, what was really why. Right. And even after I watched it recently, I still had a lot of questions too. And I agree with you that the house was feeding off of uh, off of the living. Yeah, that that's what I didn't get the first time or the first few times uh, that I had seen this. I mean, but again, like I said, I pick up things more and more here and there every time I watch it. And what I loved is uh, the the house is basically a character in itself within this film, within the story. And like we said, it feeds off feeds off the living of of its occupants. And the question that one of the questions I had, but I still wasn't really quite sure, was uh, Arnold and Ross. Were they were they real or were they ghosts? Or I, well, I they, left, they left a note and they left keys, right? So they they had to have been somewhat able to do that because you know when they when the family comes back after they agree that they're going to take it, they come back and they expect to see Ross and, and Arnold because I think Arnold was in a wheelchair, I think. So you, they expected to see them again and they get there and there's like a note on the door. Right. And so they're like, oh, they, they, they've left and they've left, you know, the, the mother upstairs and we have to just prepare a tray for her. Right. And that's kind of the, the conditions of, of turning the house over. So I don't know, like, where did they go? Right. Like where, why would you go for three months? Is it, I mean, clearly we now know it's to feed the house, but there's a lot of questions that they didn't ask as like potential tenants, right? I'm sure if you got a deal like this, you'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> and that was another thing. Was was that a part of the deal to be here for three months to fix up everything? No, I think it was really just to take care of the mom, right? They said that she had to be fed, you know, prepare her a tray, leave it in her sitting room three times a day. And that was, you know, in addition to, you know, the $900, that was kind of, what they had to do to kind of be there. I don't think he, they said fix it up. Because he was uh, eventually, I mean, I know Betty Davis's character, what was her name? I'm, I'm bad. Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. 
she was uh, saying that, oh, well, now you can fix things and all that. Um, so I was kind of thinking, well, are they being hired to fix this place up? But I wasn't really sure because he he, he did a few things, uh, little handy things to fix. And I'm like, there's no way you're going to fix this whole mansion by yourself in three months. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... I was impressed she cleaned the whole thing by herself. I was like, there's no way because I don't, I don't I'm not big on cleaning anyway. I can't even imagine sitting there polishing everything. And yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, because when they get to the house, other than it looks all run down outside, when they go in, it's just like uh, dusty, dirty. I mean, it's not like saying it's in shambles or anything, but it's pretty dusty and, and old in the house. And again, this this mansion is huge. I mean, I've never been in, I've never been inside. Eventually, I will, but it it just looked huge from the the scenes that they showed inside the house, as well as the outside. I didn't realize the pool was separate from the house. I thought it was like right behind yeah. the house. But the and in that scene, we're jumping all over the place, everyone. But that scene <laughs> after after the pool, when um Martin and uh well, not Martin uh. What was her name? Marion? Marion. Marion and Ben, mm-hmm. when they're coming back, they, we see them walking across the lawn to go in, into the house. I was like, oh, okay. So, but, I mean, a lot a lot goes on. Like, I mean, right from the get-go. Other than when they walk through the house, they go into the greenhouse. Uh, all the plants are dead. And just everything looks like shambles in the house. Uh, they're, talk- they're talking to... Um, Arnold and Roz. Well, first they, they 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 meet Roz, and then Arnold comes wheeling in Burgess Meredith, and he's yes. really happy. He, um, we all know him as as Mickey. We love him uh, <laughs> as Mickey in the Rocky films, and as well as Penguin in Batman sixty six. But there was another film that he had he had done uh, also in the seventies. Uh, it was called The Sentinel. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That took place in uh, in New York in Brooklyn. Uh, same situation, but it was an apartment building, not a, a house. And he was weird and creepy in that too. So, <laughs> Burgess Meredith is, is he's a good actor. He can be rough and tough, dramatic, uh, a little crime lord, and then he can just be a weirdo, <laughs> a weird, creepy <laughs> old man. <laughs> so that's what I've always loved about Burgess Meredith. But yeah, because he plays when he plays these sinister uh, roles where. We as the audience know that there's something weird and creepy about him. So I, I've always loved that when he pops up in the things. Because, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, because he starts to be real creepy right from the get-go. And they go, oh, you have a little boy? Well, where is he? And he's like, like whoa, what's what's the matter with this guy? And they look outside and they see him. Yeah, this and, then is he the fall, first- and then he falls and, like, skins his knee, you know, so... This is this is when I, I noticed something when it when it was starting to piece together. Uh when he falls, again, this whole house, basically the property uh of this house, uh feeds off of uh the occupants. When that little boy falls, I believe his name was the Dave, David Davy. Yeah, David. Yeah, David. He falls and he skins his knee and then uh the um what was that guy's name? The I guess he was a caretaker. Um, uh, Walker, the handyman. Yeah, yeah. He comes walking in uh, with the plant that he's getting ready to throw away. But then they're saying, "No, no, no, it's, it's still good. Don't throw it away." He goes, "Look, it's dead." And then she goes, "No, look." And then they see the bottom of the plant and it's starting to grow and turn green again. So I was like, <laughs> right. "Oh, well, 
So, all right, at that point, I figured that Walker had no idea what was going on in the house. I think he was just there to just to work and help because I, I don't think he knew what was going on other than what Roz and um, Arnold, they knew uh, about the house. And, and another question, I I don't know if they really answered it or maybe maybe I need to watch it again. How did this house start? I'm glad they never made like a prequel to explain the house. I think when when with these films, when it's a one and done, it's better and it's creepier where we don't know right. why it, it does that. I'm sure way, way back in the day when when this house was built and everything, I'm mean, sure there was a lot of the, the, the times that it was built. I'm sure there was uh, other issues going on in that house. I mean, every house has its backstory, especially these old, old houses like this. Um, so I, I assume something bad happened there within the story, not the actual the house, but like um, the Amityville house. Sure. That one, way back in the day, all kinds of terrible, bad things happened there. That's why the spirits and everything uh, stayed in the house. Is there really bad spirits in that house? I don't know. I'll never go in that house <laughs> to find out. <laughs> uh, I, I'm more of a believer. I believe that stuff, and I'm right. I'll stay on the sidewalk. <laughs> Same. If I would looked at, I took one look at this. I'd be like, hell no, I'm not going in that house, right? So, <laughs> you know, I want to talk about the photos because there's photos of the house, right? And there's all these like, it's like the house has portraits of its, like they have portraits of the house and the house looking all beautiful. And there's multiple of those photos, but then there's also the photos in the the so-called mother's room of all of the family members. And one of the things I noticed about those photos of the family members is that nobody's smiling. Everybody looks terrified or looks like miserable in their photos. And I know that back in the day, people's photos were very serious, like people weren't smiling. But I thought it was really interesting that some of them actually looked scared, like their eyes were wide and they looked like, you know, they'd been petrified um, when the, the photos were taken. So I think those photos are also kind of a clue as to, you know, these are all the people that have lived here and none of them look happy. And the house always ends up looking really, really good. But now they're getting it in this in this kind of, you know, messed up state. Right. So that would have been a question for me is why is this house constantly um, falling apart? And yet there's all these photos of it looking really beautiful. This is how I took that scene at the end. All the pictures uh, of the house was just many, many, many different years, centuries of how long that house has been there. But as far as all the people, uh, the pictures there, because even at the very end, we see uh, we see Davy, Ben, and Elizabeth's picture there. Mm-hmm. But we we don't see uh, Marion, Karen Black's mm-hmm. picture there. We don't see yeah. her picture there. All those pictures before. Or all the people that were in that house that basically the house consumed mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So at first, because I thought it was just a huge, big family, but it was all the occupants that yeah. stayed in that house. That's why the house was able to get to stay uh, nice and brand new looking through all taking the souls of all those people. Because at the very end, when we see those pictures there, we them, they're not happy. They're not, they're, they're just. No, they all look, like I said, they look scared and they look like miserable. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, that that's how I took that scene. And I was like, wow. I mean, that was – I'm not much of a reader. But, I mean, there is a book uh, for this film. It is it, – it's based off Robert – uh, Marisco, I think that's the name. Same movie, same title, Burnt Offerings. Yeah. If, if you guys are readers, um, I'm sure the book probably explains way more than the movie does. But um, I, I, I really liked that that aspect of it on how this house has been around for just centuries and centuries, and it just taking and feeding off of uh, all the people that, that have stayed there. Because once uh, how how the house was rebuilding itself. Other than they were there, they were going to have a good time for the summer. Uh, nice big huge mansion. They got a pool to swim in and everything. Um, I think as far as uh, the relationship between Marion and Ben, I think it was something that uh, let's do this. Let's get away from our our house, go somewhere different, and try to fix uh, our marriage of what we had. Because there's times where Ben is trying to like get close to Marion, and she's like, no. No, no, keeps pushing them away. So we know that there's something going on there, but we're not really sure. They don't really dive into it because that's when all the craziness in the house starts happening. Right. But I think as far as Marion's character, Karen Black, once she gets to the house and she sees it and she just instantly falls in love with what they're like, you say, when she starts cleaning. Uh, I don't know if you're happy and smiling when you're cleaning because I know no. I'm not. <laughs> she was I like, oh, this is like the best thing ever. And she's <laughs> vacuuming the stairs and it looks uh, immaculate inside. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what, what, what were you taking to? I hate cleaning just the kitchen. <laughs> but, right. Oh, my God. Same. I just finished cleaning and I was like, yeah, counting, counting down. OK, what have I done? Let me get it done. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I love that aspect of it and how how she was just slowly as the film was going, she was like she was the only one that really wanted to stay there. Other yeah. than I think Ben was just trying to fix his marriage. Davy was just there. I think Davy knew something was going on, but he was like he was just happy that his family was together. Um, and uh, as far as the aunt, I believe she kind of knew too, but I yeah. think she just that they were taking care of her and she. Yeah, cool. Right on. I get to be in this big house with you guys. Um, Betty Davis, amazing actor. She's done a lot of uh, good work and creepy work. She was the the bad gal in uh, Return to Witch Mountain. And I cannot remember that movie when she it was a black and white movie. And she was really scary in that one. Um, so she was in uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane with that, Crawford. That movie. Yeah. yeah. And I want to say she was in Watcher in the, the Watcher in the Woods. Yes, she was as well. Yeah, so she's yeah, she's done some creepy, suspenseful roles as well. Yeah. And this one, I mean, she. She wasn't creepy. She wasn't the, the, the bad guy in this. She was just uh, a helpless aunt trying to be there because I also she started to feel everything that was going on in this house. And she was she kind of came up the with the conclusion that it it's this house, yeah, because she was trying to tell uh Ben was that her son? Uh, it was her nephew because okay, I remember okay. the reason he's really creeped out by that creepy limo driver is because the limo driver or the hearse oh. driver was at his mom's funeral. That's the first time he saw him, and so he has these nightmares of this limo driver. And he eventually sees him. It's hard to know. Is it his dream or is he hallucinating? He eventually sees him come to this house. But I think it's just the fe- his fear. Right. And so this house is feeding off off of his old fears. So, again, it's hard to know, like, 
is this limo driver really there as as a ghost or is this just Ben's mind, you know, playing tricks on him because he's so scared? I think it was more it was uh, the house found figured out his fears. And that's why it was showing him, because when Ben has that nightmare of that time when he's at his mother's uh, service and he sees the the, the chauffeur uh, and this guy's weird. Anyway, <laughs> you know, now he looks Anthony James. He tall, skinny, sunken uh, cheekbones, and yes. he just looks like a criminal. <laughs> and he played a good, scary guy in this. So, but yeah, I think that's when the house figured that, and it started to feed off of him because uh, every time something bad happened in this house, uh, other than uh, Davy skinning his knee. Uh, there was a scene in the very beginning when when they go into the pantry trying to look for uh, just dinner or whatever, and they flick the switch and, and it doesn't come on. Right. They're like, oh, well, I guess I got to change the light bulb. And then they're out in the kitchen and they're deciding to pop open up a, a bottle of champagne. But um, Ben kind of breaks it on accident and cuts his hand. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, man. So when... Uh, Davey goes, well, hey, let me go look for something. So he runs into that same pantry and the light comes on. Yes. I, did, I didn't get this. I, I, it was a lot of me thinking about it. And I was like, oh, OK. So uh, other than reading research, when when bad things happen, things get fixed. So, I mean, that plant started to grow again and he cut his hand and then it turned to fix the light. So I'm like, ah, oh, all right. I see what it's doing, because each yeah. time something happened, something was being fixed. But they're but the the them have being in in the house. They don't know, they don't know anything. But I I think what it did to, what the house did to Marion is it, it started to consume her and can uh, basically possess her. Definitely. So because, I I noticed the first time that happens with her is when she opens the music box and it starts playing the you know music boxes are creepy. I had a few growing up, but they always played this you know that creepy some kind of creepy music. So she opens this music box. And she gets so into it that her son is calling for her and she completely just tunes him out, doesn't even, you know, go to him at all. And she's sitting there cleaning that room and and listening to the music box. And that's around the time when the pool scene happens, the scene with the dad in the pool. Yeah. Um, Because uh, when she goes up into the attic uh, where they say... um, this is uh, Aldrice. I think that was her name. Mm-hmm. That she's up there. Uh, she's got like, I guess it's a very top floor. Yeah. It's kind of like a parlor and then a door that goes off to her bedroom, which mm-hmm. we never really see. <laughs> so <laughs> because uh, when they, when, they, when uh, Arnold and Roz told her, goes, yeah, all you got to do is just leave, leave her a tray of food three times a day and just leave it outside her door. So like, okay, I see. But once uh, Marion started going up in there, all, yeah, I think listening to that music box, yeah, I'm, I'm, music box always plays a bad part in horror films, especially <laughs> stuff like this. Yes. I mean, even even uh, when my cousins, they had the little music boxes and I'm sitting there listening. It's always, a, it may be nice. It might be a little ballerina or something in it, but the tunes always to me, <laughs> Because I watch so many horror movies, yes, I it's know. always creepy, <laughs> right? So. Even in the in the Conjuring, right? Wasn't there a music box in the Conjuring movies? I want to say yeah. the first Conjuring movies there was a music box. I'm like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she she slowly, basically slowly, just dives into madness because um, once she 
it seems like every time she went into that room, she, like you said, she tuned out. Yeah. She was just being consumed on what was in there, looking at the pictures, listening to the music box. Every time she went in there, she opened up that music box. Yeah. Well, in that but, first time, that's when the pool, the pool incident occurs between Ben and Davey, right? Where they're there and they're hanging out in the pool, but then things go south super quick, right? All of a sudden, the, the rough housing, the playing that they're doing takes this really bad turn. And the mom is so out of it that she doesn't hear all the screaming that's going on because Elizabeth starts screaming, you know, Ben, let him go. And, and Ben's like in this almost like a like a rage Davy's screaming, and she has no clue as to what's happening down there. I, I assume they shot this scene in multiple shots. Or Davy is that good at holding his breath <laughs> underwater. <laughs> <laughs> um, because his dad, Ben, was just giving him in headlocks and basically just trying to drown him. Right. And Davy's fighting for his life, like ah, screaming and screaming. And Aunt Elizabeth is on the, uh, on the poolside, screaming, "Stop! What are you doing?" And then, right. but Ben is—you can clearly see it in his face. He's like, he's not there. This, yeah. this is this isn't Ben, and he's physically trying to to harm Davy. But Davy is just—I mean, he picks him up, but. Other than Ben's <laughs> laughing, thinking they're having a good time, Davies, you see the fear in, and you can hear it in his voice every time he comes out of the water. Ah, they're back under the water. <laughs> it was awful. I was like, and that scene, the scene, that scene seemed to go on just a little long. I was like, that's why I was like, wow, this little kid's. Uh, again, I know they probably filmed it in different scenes. Give him time, take a breath. All right, let's go yeah. again, and and just, and just put it all together. <laughs> And another thing about that pool, awesome pool. I never had a swimming pool, but I don't know if I'd be getting in that water because it looked dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? After that scene, if you when you then they show the pool again, the pool is like beautiful. Oh, that's right. Well, <laughs> okay, <laughs> because I mean, they when they were cleaning it, it was it was all gunky, and they were trying to oh, clean out all, yeah. all the water and everything, and then uh, then they filled it back up. But then there was still leaves and it just let because when they were swimming, splashing around in it, you could still see the dirt and everything oh, in yeah, there. It was nasty in there. Yeah, that's right. After that whole incident, the next scene when they show that pool, it looked brand new. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they even said that. They even said, wow, look at this pool. You guys did a good job. It looks brand new. And then they're kind of like, well, they, you got that. Well, we didn't do this. But right. <laughs> I was like, oh, OK. See, yeah. See, things I didn't catch <laughs> but I mean it's stuff like that when things start happening the house starts to really fix itself up because um Elizabeth is like it that's this is when she started going it's the house it's the house and yeah nobody's like other than Marion's like no this, it isn't this is a lovely house and da, 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 I'm glad we're here um Davey's just, he just wanted to stay away from his dad because after, right at the end of that scene, Davey gets, um, I think he had some goggles or something, oh, like yeah. scuba, a scuba mask, and then just hits his dad in the face to get away from him. Right. And that's when Ben kind of snaps out of it, like, oh my God, what happened? And Elizabeth is holding him, and Davey's just, ah, he went running for his mom. 
who was still because, upstairs cleaning or whatever and clueless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's right. You hear Davy screaming down there and she's just like, I don't, I'm all I can hear is this music. <laughs> I, I was, I was just always wondering, well, what, what, what's behind this door in that room that goes into Mrs. Um, uh, Aldrich's room. Cause that we never go in there. Right. No. And I think Ben wants to, but that's when, you know, he gets himself in trouble trying to go in there. So, uh, um, he he gets you know he obviously starts getting irritated as well. So Elizabeth is saying you know there's it's this house. He starts saying you know um, he he gets irritated by her always being obsessed with taking the tray up, cleaning. Like he starts to notice that it's not their their being at the house hasn't fixed their marriage because there's that scene with them by the pool. And yes, it's PG, but I was like this. I wouldn't let my kids see this PG movie. We get a little <laughs> bit of Karen, a Karen Black there, and yeah. um, but but she she resists him. You know, she's just like, no, I'm. You mustn't, right? It's almost like she doesn't want to do it. Not here, you know. Like she doesn't want to disrespect, I guess, the house or what have you. So then, you know, then he's all irritated that you know their their marriage isn't isn't getting any better. Um, but yeah, we never. I don't think we ever see the room because every time he tries to get in there, she's always saying. No, you'll disturb her. You can't go in there. So I don't think we ever get past the door. No, yeah, because she's always going, oh, she's got the key. And she locks it from the inside. And, and or she's always asleep uh, in, in this and that. And because we always see a light, uh, especially at night. We see the, the light uh, of the house up in, up in that room. Uh, but we never go in there. I noticed at the very, very beginning when, when they get to the house and they look up at that window, we see the curtain is kind of like open. And mm-hmm. we, we kind of really, not really, though, see someone looking out. Mom, but yeah, like at, after all that and after that scene, because, yes, when they when they go back to the pool and they start canoodling and all that. And then she's. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think she wanted to disrespect the house didn't want to disrespect uh, the grounds that it sits on because uh, Ben, he's he's a man and he's just trying to make <laughs> make his uh, wife happy. But he basically kind of said it like we haven't done nothing in this long. And but she's just like, no, 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 don't. This this yeah. isn't right. Now, I want to so, say she goes back upstairs and puts on her music. If I remember correctly, she gets dressed and gets up there and is in her sitting room listening to the music again. So. Yeah, she goes right back in the house and goes upstairs, and he's ah, yep. oh, he, he's because that's why he kind of reconciles with his son. He goes up and it, he, hey man, I'm sorry, I don't know what happened, and but his Davy like ran and hugged his dad, and, and they they were kind of okay, that that's all good. But this is when um, Aunt Elizabeth, she just suddenly, other than she's stressing out on what's going on here and wanting to leave, and she's saying it's the house, she suddenly becomes really ill. Yes. Because she's just like, oh, oh my God, and, and doesn't know what's happening. And uh, she's just laying in bed, and she's like, no, 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 no. Because uh, it says, Benly, Ben angrily confronts Marion with her obsession of the house. When she denies it, she reveals his intention to leave. That's when he reveals his uh, intention the next day. But this is after we find out when Elizabeth uh, gets sick. And then she kind of she just looks like the living dead. She looks oh, yeah, like really she's looking worse by the minute. So yeah. I want to actually talk about Elizabeth's like, uh, you know, kind of downhill turn. She had gone 
like something happened with Davy's room where like didn't the door get locked or the window got locked and there was like gas going off. So then Ben runs in there to break the window. And this is when Elizabeth and, and Marion have an exchange of words because Marion tries to accuse Elizabeth of turning on the gas, you know, in Davy's room. And so, you know, they kind of have this moment where they argue. So then Ben goes and comforts his aunt and he confronts his wife about the house. And I think that's when he says, you know, um, this house is kind of, you know, it's, it's not what we want. Let's get out of here. And when he confronts his wife, she's wearing the old clothes. So now she's gone beyond just cleaning the house listening to the music, you know, being up in the sitting room. That's when her, I, I told my husband, I said, I bet you anything, she's going to be wearing those clothes. And lo and behold, <laughs> there she was wearing like the antique gown. She had on like the choker. She had on the shawl. Like she was like dressing the part at that point. And there was, um, she was starting to, uh, because uh, there was a scene when Elizabeth's like, oh my God, I need to go to the parlor and, and get my hair fixed. And, she had turned to Mary and he goes, you can use it too. And we noticed that Marion's hair is starting to get gray. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't like, oh, whatever. It's a part of the life. Yeah. But yeah. After that scene of uh, when Davey, I mean, because they, they kind of, the Ben noticed that he feels something. So he goes into his room and that's when the, the door's locked yeah. and he, he gets in and he sees this Davey kind of hunched over uh, on his bed. Like his eyes are kind of shut, but kind of open slightly open and he notices that the gas uh from the heater was going and then he's trying to open the window he can't so he breaks it to get all the air the gas out and that's when they start yelling at each other and that's yeah. when marion's yelling at elizabeth but um because elizabeth's like no I, I didn't do this the door was open i didn't turn that gas on yeah and that's when she was it's the house yeah and then and there was ah so then <laughs> right after that is when elizabeth got sick Right. And then, like, I think the next day, Davey went in there and, ah, he started screaming. He runs up there and then they find uh, Elizabeth died. Yeah. So, I mean, really quick, man, they, they threw that service uh, fast together because then they ended up, <laughs> <laughs> they ended up uh, having the service for Elizabeth. Uh, Marion didn't go. She would she. No. She could care less. <laughs> so. No, and she at, at that point they show her and she's happy and the greenhouse is now overflowing with all these plants and flowers. So the house is clearly, you know, it's kind of blooming some more, right? Like the because remember the greenhouse was full of all these dead plants. And after they're coming home from the service, you see Marion and she's in the greenhouse, which is just full of all kinds of plants, right? And again, yeah. she's wearing that old antique outfit and um that's when, you know, Ben's pissed off that she didn't go to the funeral. And that's when he says um, he wants to see Mrs. Allardyce. We're going to leave this. house. I, I wrote down what he wrote. He said this. This house is destroying us. The house is destroying everything. Yeah. Oh, um, right after uh, Elizabeth passed when they were in the house and it was like raining outside. And all of a sudden you, they kept hearing things. They look over to the window and you see things falling. And then they were like, they're not really sure what it is. It was all the shingles oh, from the, the roof. Shingles, yeah. Since Elizabeth died, I guess that, that it gave it enough power to reshingle the roof <laughs> because <laughs> the roof looked brand new right. uh, after all that. Yeah, and that's when that uh, Ben got mad at Marion, telling her, "Ah, we need to get out of here. Yeah. Tomorrow we're gonna leave." And she's just like, "No, no, 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 we can't." Um, but 
and then it was just other than just Ben and his son, I think Davey was starting to realize something bad is happening here and right. we, we need to go as well because because uh, Ben told Dave, look, we're, we're getting out of here tomorrow. He's like, who? And he was all of us. And he was like, oh, okay. So uh, the next day when they're getting ready to leave, that, I mean, he uh, Ben kind of convinced Marion, look, this will be good for all of us. Let's go. And she's like, oh, okay, because she kind of snapped out of it a little bit. And then they were all outside and they're getting ready to go. And then she goes, oh, wait a minute. Let me go back in and tell Mrs. Aldrice that there we're going and just to make sure. Uh, so she goes in the house and then who knows how much time went by. Right. And Ben is like, oh, what, what the hell? They start laying on the horn and then they go. He goes back in. Davey's like, he just tells Davey, just just stay here. So. He walks upstairs and he's looking around, calling her. He makes it up uh, to to the room. Oh, he no, he goes into that room finally. Oh, he did. Yeah, because he okay. goes into the parlor. He doesn't see anything there. Uh, I think the music was playing. I don't remember, but when he he go, opens the door, he goes in and like Mrs. Aldrice, I'm looking for my wife. And oh yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, yeah. We see her, Mrs. Aldrice, sitting. Uh, in her wheelchair, looking out the window, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm looking for her. We're we're gonna leave and everything." And he gets closer to closer, and then she spins around and she goes, and it's Marion. Yeah, except now she's got like white hair. She's old. Her eyes are all cloudy. So she's completely transformed into you know this old lady. Yeah, and what was creepy that I always remember, I just gave me gave myself the chills. Oh, no. <laughs> she spins around, the camera kind of zooms in on her eyes. And and if you know, I'm Karen Black, beautiful woman, rest in peace. Um, she just looks kind of like sideways, kind of downwards. I've been waiting for you. I would have yeah. ah! <laughs> <laughs> ran out of there. Um, and then all of a sudden, we go to the outside and we see and bends. Ah, he's yeah. falling from the top floor and lands on the car, on the family car. His head goes into the windshield. Bends or Davies in there. And he's screaming. Yeah, because he sees his dad's bloody face sticking through the windshield. <laughs> ah, he jumps out of the car, starts running. And I, I don't know why he was running along the house, but. He he stops and he see he looks up and he sees the uh, chimney. Yep. Starting to shake. Um, and he's just standing there staring, screaming, ah! Then all of a sudden the chimney falls, and then all the bricks just doosh, fall on top of Davy. And we we don't see it. They don't show it, but we right. we know we know what happened. We already know. <laughs> so Davy's dead now. And then I assume the next day. We see the house. The camera kind of pulls back and we see the house. And the house looks brand new. Oh, yeah. It's beautifully white. It's shining. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, the sun, the sun's out. Nice blue skies. The birds are singing. And then we hear Roz and Arnold talking. <laughs> yes. And they're so happy. The house it looks so beautiful. We're so glad our mother is home. And that's when you see the portraits of, Dave, of Ben, of Davy, of Aunt Elizabeth. And you can hear the creepy music. And that's kind of, I think, the scene, right? I think that's kind of where it ends is with that, the creepy photos and the music, the music from the music box playing. 
Yeah, because once it shows the the house pictures on the wall, and then the camera just goes all across all those pictures, and nobody's smiling. <laughs> and then <laughs> no it, gets to, it gets to the last three pictures, and we see Davy, Ben, and Elizabeth, and then it just kind of fades to black, and right. that's your movie. But I mean, this movie is awesome. Uh, I love it. Um, I seem to just fall in love with it more and more the more the times that I watch it. I haven't seen this movie in a really long time, so um, I think I like just bought it and just put it on my shelf. All these movies, some are still wrapped in the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of a collector, but every now and then I pull movies out, especially this one. So I'm glad that you picked it, and I'm glad that I had it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. I think I saw it on probably on Tubi. There were commercials, but um, yeah, we watched it again, and it had been a while since I had seen it in its entirety. But I was looking for the book. Apparently, it's not really in print anymore, so I'm going to have to hunt hunt for the for the book. I guess in the book version, there's a whole third. I was reading. I was doing my research as well. It looks like they took out the whole first third of the book. So I'm going to be interested to see what that is. And I guess it actually takes place in New York. But they, you know, to make the movie, they did it in Oakland. But it's supposed to take place, I guess, in New York. So they're originally from New York City, but then they move out to the country to this house. So Yeah. For those of you that have never been to the Bay Area, have never been to Oakland, where this house, in the film, you see them driving through the country and the woods and everything to get to this house. But actually, this house is really close to the, was that, 580 freeway? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a block away from the freeway. Yeah. So, so obviously, they must have filmed this when it wasn't heavy traffic because you didn't hear no cars going by. <laughs> but yeah, the house, it's like right there in the neighborhood. Um, so, I mean, it, it's weird. I mean, same thing with Phantasm. The way they filmed that, they made it seem like there was this big, huge uh, mortuary and a cemetery all the way around, and nothing. None of that is there. But, again, this film was filmed entirely inside that house and on the grounds of the Dunsmere Mansion, my Dunsmere house, in the great city of Oakland, California. Yes. My home. Uh, I don't live there anymore, but that is home to me. I just live in this little one-horse town that I live in now. <laughs> but, uh, Julie, thank you so much for coming on this one, and thank you for picking this film. Uh, me and my wife rarely get to watch uh, movies together because if she's she's just tired from work or just tired, both of us tired from watching the grandkids. And uh, when I told her we were watching this, she was like already pretty much in bed. And I said oh. I was going to watch this. She goes, well, I want to watch that. So she good, she jumped up and came in and watched it. I'm glad she watched it with me because I'm like sitting there being scared right. by myself. <laughs> As yeah, well as no, you, like, watching it with your husband. Yeah, no, it was funny. Like he, when I found out when he found out I was doing this, he's like, "Well, I've never seen that movie. Well, I want to check it out." So yeah, he he sat through it and he had his theories as well. And he was like, "Oh, write that down <laughs> for my notes." So it was a lot of fun to watch with him as well. We watch a lot of horror movies together, so I'm glad that he got to see this one because it's a classic. Yes, this is definitely a, a good a good old classic '70s. Um, what do they call it? The 1976 American supernatural horror film. Yep, that's pretty much what it was, as well as dramatic and everything. Because there was a lot of elements in this uh, of everyday life, other than not the house right. feeding off people, but uh, relationship-wise, being with uh, with a husband and, and a wife, with uh, just whole family unit in itself. 
So that's what I really loved about this film. And what another thing that I love the most about this film um, was the score to the music or the the music that was going on during during the film. Even when nothing was going on uh, in the film, there was always that eerie music in the background. Yeah, like there there was never, except for maybe in the beginning and maybe the very end when it was kind of like happy, cheerful. But each everything that went along in this film, the music was just real yeah, eerie in the background. <laughs> so, yes. But uh, all right, everyone, that's going to be it for tonight. Uh, Julie, again, thank you so much, and uh, welcome to the East Society. And uh, definitely, you can come on here uh, again whenever. I mean, there's uh, other than just doing horror movies this month. Uh, we we do we do an episode called uh, ESP Rewind. Or we just pick an old movie, don't matter what it is. Nice. And uh, if you ever have a suggestion and you want to talk about a movie, let me know and we'll come on here and we'll do it. Wonderful. But um, everyone, just uh, thank you so much. Uh, come back tomorrow night for more. I don't know what. Got to come out and find out. Um, but yeah, again, Julie, thank you so much for coming on. I really thank appreciate you. it. It was it. a lot of fun. I love talking to you. We will hook up next time I'm down there. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and with that, everyone, please be safe out there and party on. This is Allardyce. Look, I do know that, that she came up here. You must have spoken to her. Would you tell me where she is, please? Mrs. Allardyce, I am talking to you. Will you answer me, please? You answer me! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, God!